everybody welcome to another episode of find your model health the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and really understand how their body works i am your host i'm shmay linney i'm a nutritional therapist integrative health practitioner certified iridologist and biohacker i'm very happy to have you back with me for another piece of your day And I really hope that you find this conversation today interesting and that it potentially encourages some nutrition changes on your part to help optimize your health, but also to help you understand how foods influence your body and how your body works. My main goal and almost the mantra that I live by in my business anyway is to help people understand how their body works so they can take responsibility for their health and be very proactive in all the areas that influence their health so they can live long, happy, full of vitality lives. So before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice, please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. Okay, today we are looking at the effects of greasy food on your body. Now I did a post on this on my Facebook and Instagram business pages. It actually was last Sunday, today being Sunday, February 18th, and that post was titled Eight Reasons Why Greasy Food is So Bad for You, and I kind of just went through bullet points, like the one-liners. So in this episode, I want to go a bit more in-depth and really, dare I say, convince you on why you should avoid greasy foods. Now, when I work with clients, there's not so many rules as there is guidelines, like this is what you should do and why. This is how this food's going to influence your body and why. But there are a couple of rules that I will stand by, like no greasy food. Um, Watch out for sucralose, MSG, aspartame, obviously hard drugs. So there's a couple of things. Greasy food, though, is one that I harp on about a lot because, and I'm going to kind of elaborate on what greasy food is, but... It's so prevalent in society and in places we wouldn't even think. And I kind of am using greasy foods as an umbrella term, but people underestimate the damage these foods do in their body. So when we're looking at greasy food, we're thinking of like, it's more of an umbrella term, kind of like the term of bad fats. Bad fats is an umbrella term and the subcategories there can fall into those hydrogenated and trans fats. And greasy foods do fall into the category of bad fats. And we're thinking of foods that you lift up and you can literally see the grease on them or grease is dripping off them. We're thinking of deep fried foods, foods cooked with a lot of excess oils um, like french fries, Uh, Deep dish pizzas, onion rings, donuts, cheeseburgers, potato chips. Um, So processed foods would fall in there as well. So um, 
Oh, this really does fall into the category of bad fats, but I want to keep kind of the main title as greasy foods because I want to drive home this idea like greasy foods, you got to watch out for them. They're not only found at fast food joints or takeaways, they're in restaurants, they're in top end restaurants, they're in workplaces, they're in schools, they're in foods in your home. Um, but um, I understand there's only so much that's realistic for people to do and that's why I'm sticking with the term greasy. If you can see the grease, if the grease is dripping off the food, maybe don't put that in your mouth. Um, so these foods, of course, many of us know they're high in calories. They're generally high in fat. Again, those bad fats, those oxidized trans fats, the hydrogenated fats that we hear are so damaging and detrimental for our health. Uh, salt, refined salt usually, and refined carbs. These foods are generally low in anything that's good for you. These foods are more like our hedonistic foods. They're foods that we have for pleasure. And I understand that. And that is part of life. Food is a big part of life and enjoyment and socializing and pleasure. Um, but at the same time, these foods, although they're, they can be important on health journeys I'll be honest they can when I'm looking at uh, sustainability and long-term sustainability for people people do need and I'll say need they feel they need to have these foods in their life to help them stay on track I understand it I get it but these foods do have an impact on your body a big impact on mental health they're usually very low in any sort of fiber or nutrients or minerals anything good like they really are just for pleasure they're they're empty calories as we hear of them um and they like i do enjoy chips i do enjoy donuts once in a while um i do enjoy these foods because it's part of life but i'm also aware I'm picking and choosing my battles. Do I really want this or could I have this instead? I generally don't go for pizza anymore. I would rather go for something more protein rich. Like I pick and choose my battles. If I am going to have anything like say potato chips or donuts, I'm using some offsetting tools like collagen, chlorophyll, different things to protect my body and try stack conditions in my favor. Um, but I do understand this is part of life. It is, but I still want you to be educated because at the end of the day, the choices you make are yours. And I really think education plays a big part in that. Being educated can really help people sway their decision. Like instead of going out for greasy pizza or burgers, we will go for a cleaner option of tacos and Mexican food instead. Like picking and choose instead of having, I don't eat cheesecake anymore for this same reason. Instead of cheesecake, I might get a gluten-free brownie when I'm out. So I'm picking and choosing my battles. Anyway, so let's get into some of these effects of greasy foods. Um, I'm going to use my post as kind of a guideline, but I'm going to go into more depth. The first thing I really want to highlight um, around greasy foods, deep, fra deep fried foods, they are hyper inflammatory and I emphasize the word hyper which means they cause a huge inflammatory response throughout the body that is a systemic inflammatory response 
which then contributes to a whole host of issues, including slowing down thyroid function, adrenal dysregulation. Of course, if those two go, your metabolism slows down, cognitive performance slows down, um, bowel motility slows down, circulation slows down. So now we're starting to look at issues with liver and kidney, fluid retention, detoxification, um, constipation. There's a whole host of issues, um, puffiness, aches and pains, greasy foods. These hyper-inflammatory foods are notorious for increasing swelling and aches, aches and pains. Um, so they literally, because of this inflammatory response, they literally impair mitochondria action. They will turn off fat burning, increase insulin resistance, and again, slow down metabolism and energy production. So you will not only feel, oh, I've no energy, lethargic, fatigued. Not only will you feel that, your brain will feel that. And that's where we kind of welcome in the whole idea of uh, brain fog, memory issues, poor cognitive recall. Now, I will post studies in the description to uh, complement what I'm saying, a couple of citations as we go along. But these foods destroy. There's so much talk about thyroid health now. Um, and I do a lot of it, actually. These foods destroy your thyroid. Polyunsaturated fatty acids have been shown to cause damage to the thyroid on every level. They disrupt thyroid function on every single level. That's important to know. Once your thyroid goes, apart from the metabolism and the circulation and all, your adrenals will go. And that there, my friends, is where you start to notice resiliency goes down, anxiety, overwhelm, sex hormone dysregulation, progesterone drops. These foods will do this. If you had no stress, no like emotional stress in your life, and you just consumed a lot of these foods, that in itself is enough to mess up your thyroid and your sex hormones. Um, so hyper-inflammatory on every level. Think of skin breakouts, macular degeneration. We can go back through the research and connect or even correlate to these greasy, hyper-inflammatory foods. Um, good issues, and I mean like damage to the tissues in the stomach, stomach ulcers, hypochloridia, acid reflux. Loads of people know that when they have these types of foods, they're going to suffer with acid reflux either immediately or later on that night. Um, so the, the, I suppose the big things that stand out to me when I'm thinking of my clients and when they get exposed to these greasy deep fried foods, I'm thinking, well, aches, pains, inflammation, puffiness, fluid retention. Then I notice mood disorders and then bowel issues as well. Um, and then we could, of course, go downstream on everything else. Hypothyroidism, like the research is there. Low thyroid function. And I think I, I would assume, and I could be wrong, at this stage, most people know that the downstream effects of low thyroid, like this, it's, it's a lot. Um, I have loads of posts and content on that. So I don't want to jump down that rabbit hole. I actually did a video recently on my YouTube channel on the downstream effects of stress and slow thyroid. And we literally go step by step from head to toe on what happens in your body. So 
feel free to check that out. The research shows us that greasy foods and other poor quality fats are a contributing factor in insulin resistance and obesity and maybe even more so than sugar like when we're thinking now when i'm thinking of diabetes now or any sort of insulin resistance i'm usually thinking first about these fats that are causing the systemic inflammation like i mentioned on a cellular level that's impacting your mitochondria once that cell gets disrupted and those insulin receptors are not working properly a big part of this big 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 and again i would say more than sugar and i know a lot of health practitioners and researchers will agree with me is more driven by these bad fats than it is sugar um, so there's one such study uh, you'll find it on PubMed. Again, I'll put the links in the description. This one is Dietary Patterns and Type 2 Diabetes, a systemic literary review and meta-analysis of prospective studies. And in this, the true searching 48 articles comprising of 16 cohorts, they noticed that those who had high fat and fried foods deep fried foods, they were positively associated with diabetes, whereas patterns characterized by vegetables, fruits, poultry, fish, they were inversely associated with diabetes. Um, so the research is there. The conclusion in this one was suggested that certain diets have a strong potential for preventing or causing diabetes. Um, and those bad fats being a big component of causation. So um, we have, they're hyper-inflammatory, they are a huge contributing factor to insulin resistance, obesity, potentially diabetes. Um, I mentioned that greasy foods and the whole systemic inflammatory process, they're a big driver of brain fog and other cognitive performance issues. There's a lot of concern nowadays around Alzheimer's, which some refer to as type three diabetes, like I just mentioned there, the research is there. Um, also Parkinson's, dementia, lots of other cognitive issues, not just associated with aging, but associated with these poor foods. There was two relatively large studies that showed greasy and deep fried foods are connected to a decline in learning ability and memory function. Obviously that's a concern because that then can connect to irritability and frustration. If you can't, it could be a lot worse if you can't remember where you put your car keys or what your bank number is or what the code to the alarm on your house is or um, your marriage certificate. Like this can be very problematic. Um, and these foods, and many of my clients will notice this after they get exposed to some of these foods, they'll notice they have the brain fog and the brain lethargy the next day. They'll have mood swings and mood issues and even like lighter bouts of depression and anxiety because of what these foods are doing systemically, but also the damage to your brain's structure and tissues and activities. Um, so one of these studies, super interesting, 
dietary pattern inflammation and cognitive decline this was called the whitehall 2 prospective cohort study and you'll find this on pubmed as well and they basically said we identified an inflammatory dietary pattern categorized categorized by processed foods fried foods and a lower intake of healthy food quote quote fingers healthy foods there is again direct correlation there between uh, global cognition and inflammatory dietary patterns okay so with that considered i've only really kind of covered three points there um and already i would be convinced yeah maybe i need to start making some smarter choices there was another study done in 38 women that showed a higher intake of these bad fats put it plainly was correlated with poor word recall and recognition in addition to poor performance and spatial tasks as well um so for all the women out there listening you're probably already experiencing some sort of frustration and irritability as you move through life with the changes in your hormones now these foods can be making them even worse and for those of you that don't know what spatial skills or spatial tasks are they're almost like your basic tasks of packing a suitcase um navigating a map merging into traffic even brushing your hair these are spatial tasks and some women are experiencing issues with what many of us would consider simple daily tasks and it could all be because of these fats that they're consuming there was one more and i'm just mentioning this because i feel this is important there was a review of 12 studies that linked trans fats to dementia risk um there were some conflicting results but it's still there is more collaborating research and you'll find that on pubmeds uh, it's titled saturated and trans fats and dementia a systemic review it does mention saturated fats there and i do agree with that because i've noticed in my clients and many people i talk to that saturated fats can have an inflammatory systemic uh, response that's not today's topic but maybe something to note some of my clients um, I've had to reduce their saturated fat a lot and we really tried to focus on those monounsaturated fats that's not uncommon but back to the greasy foods um, so greasy foods then will have an impact on heart health which I think most people no, I hope most people know. So greasy foods have several effects on heart health, including blood pressure, which we also know as hypertension, triglycerides and those LDL or those low dense lipoproteins. Um, but they also can contribute to, because of that systemic stress response, that calcification of the arteries as well. Um, again, because of stress there and leaching and calcium from the bones and not putting calcium where it's supposed to be these fried foods and greasy foods have been shown to increase blood pressure increase the cholesterol in a negative way they lead to weight gain which are all associated with heart disease the number one killer of women 
is cardiovascular disease. This is important. More so than cancer, more so than any other diseases, the number one killer in women is cardiovascular disease. One study found that women who ate one or more servings of fried fish per week, fried fish per week, so think of takeout, had a 48% higher risk of heart failure than of those who ate just one to three servings per month. That is insane, a 48% higher risk of heart failure. That was just one or more servings of fried fish per week. That doesn't include the deep, deep dish pizzas, the fried fries or chips, the burgers that people are eating. A lot of people are eating more than one serving of fried food a week. A lot of women are. Um, another study showed people who ate two or more servings of fried fish per week had a 63% higher risk of heart attack or stroke than those who ate one or fewer per month. 63%. So again, most people are having fries. They're having burgers. They're even having deep fried chicken wings. There's a lot to be considered here, friends, especially if you're experiencing all these symptoms, the systemic inflammation, the nasal congestion, the aches, pains, the constipation, or maybe you're having diarrhea, maybe you're having bowel movements and the, your waist is coming out very thin, like pencil thin, like spaghetti, that's inflammation of the colon and the intestines. Maybe you're noticing skin issues, cognitive decline, mental health issues, histamine issues because of this immune response because this is a poison in your body. This food will drive up histamine. Therefore, this food will also increase estrogen and estrogen further increases histamine. Estrogen slows down metabolism. Estrogen increases inflammation, slows down thyroid function, like it's obviously a vicious cycle. So back to one of my more famous sayings, we want to stack conditions in your favor to try break all these horrible cycles. And one thing is to now start making wiser choices and avoiding these deep fried and greasy foods as much as possible. And it's not that hard. We live in an age now that is obviously very technology advanced, but that includes food. There's so many different types of foods out there. You have so many options that you can still have, quote, fun with your food and have these pleasurable, joyful foods without having greasy or deep fried foods. There's so many options. Um, this does not have to be, oh no, that's it. I can't have any more fun. My life is over. I can't have any more deep dish pizza can't have any more deep fried chicken wings or fish. No, there's so many, so many other options. Again, Mexican, hint, hint, one of my favorite foods, generally fresher, cleaner. Um, but anyway, moving on. Most people who have gut issues and they generally have something that's coming into their body that's causing these gut issues. And greasy foods have been shown to exacerbate and even contribute to these issues, including but not limited to bloating, gas, diverticulosis, flare-ups, which are then diverticulitis, ulcerative colitis, diarrhea, leaky gut, 
you can exacerbate celiac or non-celiac, irritable bowel disease, irritable IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, like even if you don't have any of them, just the maybe diarrhea you're experiencing, gas, bloat, aches, pains in those intestines, in your stomach, like I mentioned, acid reflux, indigestion, greasy foods have a huge part to play here, huge. Um, and for those of you that are not aware of the symptoms of indigestion, that can be very painful. It can be, you can almost feel like you're having a heart attack or you can just feel a slight pain in your stomach or mid chest, or you can feel like the food is trying to come back up through your esophagus. So there's different levels of indigestion, but these foods play a huge part. And I would agree and I know a lot of my clients would, that when they eliminate these foods, a lot of their good and stomach issues improve. And they do. And that would lead us on to like, if you're causing this systemic inflammation, of course, that's going to radiate through your gut and all the different levels of your gut from your esophagus, right down to the anus, right down to constipation, um, piles, fissures, stuff you wouldn't think of, hemorrhoids, these foods influence all. And if you're influencing the gut in a negative way and you're causing systemic inflammation, you're giving your body this food, you can bet your bottoms that you are influencing your microbiome in a negative way because your microbiome, your good bacteria that keep you lean and healthy and full of vitality, they die with this food. It literally kills them. And you know who thrives with this food? It's the bad bacteria, the E. coli's that contribute to urinary tract infections, the bacteria for BV, yeast infections. Like this is a key player. Greasy foods are known to ha to harm healthy bacteria that live all throughout our gut from our mouth to our anus. Um and they need good foods, not these bad toxic poisons to thrive and to help you thrive. A high fat diet, such as one rich in greasy foods, damages your gut microbiome by, again, killing the good guys off and increasing the number of the bad guys. Uh, we see this in one such study and you will find this in the National Library of Medicine. And it is titled, I know not everyone reads these studies, but if you're curious, you could go into the abstract or you could just scroll down to conclusion and results. So give you a general idea. But this is titled, The Influence of High-Fat Diet on the Gut Microbiota, A Driving Force for Chronic Disease Risk. Like the headline almost says enough, you don't need to look anymore if you don't want to. Um, and these changes associated with everything, everything associated with obesity, insulin resistance, all the good issues I mentioned, the diverticulitis, the ulcerative colitis, skin flare-ups, eczema, dermatitis, um, other chronic illnesses, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, Parkinson's disease, and what we don't consider, depression, anxiety, mood disorders, bipolar, ADHD, ADD. I'm sure we could correlate some to 
um, autism and some of the negatives we see there, the, the brain just gets overstimulated, it gets overwired, and then it almost breaks. These neuron connections, they just break, the brain cells die, nothing's firing properly, it's just a mishmash of a mess. That's what it is, to put it really simply. So the microbiome, the gut, the insulin resistance, the cardiovascular health, the hyperinflammatory aspects, the hypothyroidism. Friends, bear with me, the list goes on because I'm not done convincing you on why you need to start maybe, uh, not maybe, you need to start actively making better choices. So fats that, and if you listen, by the way, if you listen to my recent conversation with Dr. Yug Varma, recently on we spoke about acne and the driver behind acne and how the microbiome plays a huge part in that and we do see there is mounting research that connects skin issues and specifically acne to um, greasy foods many people will link it themselves that greasy foods cause them to have a breakout or have acne there is studies associating a western style diet which is rich in refined carbs and fast food and greasy items with acne uh, there was a study in over 5,000 chinese teenagers found that regularly eating fried foods increases the risk of acne by 17 percent and i would say it's probably more than that uh, what's more another study in 2300 Turkish teenagers revealed that eating greedy items like burgers increased risk of acne by 24%. We could go on and go on and go on because um, the research shows that poor diet can affect not only the microbiome and then also hormonal levels in a way that promotes acne can also affect gene expression. Okay. So as we start to kind of wrap this up, I want to finish with a couple more points. Very important. Fats that have been exposed to high heat or have been damaged or oxidized like these greasy deep fried foods, they act like poison in your body. They activate an immune response. I mentioned histamine already. This immune response, if it's continuously activated, not only is that going to challenge your adrenals because you become less resistant because you're constantly getting bombarded you think of a nail if you keep hammering that nail in the wrong way eventually that nail is going to bend and break it just can't take anymore the same thing happens with your body and specifically your adrenals so if you're constantly activating this immune response which is a stress response you're going to weaken your immune system and you're going to notice that you get sick more often than not and you're going to experience histamine issues if not daily regularly and these would con consist of uh, congestion watery eyes stuffy nose needing to blow your nose nasal drip maybe you get a light cough maybe you constantly have a headache or you're getting migraines um skin issues again eczema idiopathic anaphylaxis random rashes and hives that you don't know what's causing this uh, aches and pains travel sickness i actually have a whole blog post on my website shemainsmodelhealth.com that goes into all the different symptoms of histamine if you have 
high histamine, you will have a lot of PMS issues. You will have a lot of cramps, aches, pains, heavy bleeds. You will. It's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Again, let's start eliminating these foods. Let's start making things easier on yourself. Um, so yes, these foods will weaken your immune system. And you'll notice, and I have clients that notice, they are sick every second week, every third week. They have a head cold, they have a sore throat, they have a cough, they have runny nose. There's something going on and it's because their immune system is being bombarded and it's being crushed and it's not being supported and it cannot fo function properly and protect them. Um, and systemic inflammation, thyroid issues, they all play a part here. You look at your immune system and you know, hey, something stressed my body. What's going on here? Um, so we'll start to wrap this up now with a very important one because this is very prominent nowadays. The diagnoses of fatty liver uh, and liver congestion and poor liver function, that there is a big increase in society in the amount of people we are seeing getting diagnosed with liver issues. Um, and of course, if there's issues with the liver, we're gonna see issues with cholesterol, cardiovascular health, but also how your body detoxifies and metabolizes and eliminates toxins, including chemicals that we could just be inhaling, heavy metals and toxic hormones. And toxic hormones, I think many of us know, can lead to very poor health outcomes, including hormonal dominant cancers or hormone driven cancers. Uh, greasy foods are a huge factor. Whenever people, I'll leave it with this just to hopefully kind of wrap up the idea of um, greasy foods when it comes to fatty liver and cholesterol issues. Whenever anybody asks me to look at a blood test or help them diagnose what's going on, if we have a lot, if we're concerned about the liver and liver enzymes, and maybe they did get a diagnosis of fatty liver. Apart from looking at the food, we're looking at inflammation. What's driving this inflammation? Okay, greasy foods might be one, so let's eliminate them. Chips, your vice might be one, so let's eliminate that. So we're always considering what is causing inflammation because that's a huge factor in all health outcome issues, negatives, including fatty liver and liver congestion. What is causing a stress to the body? What is causing inflammation? And for some people, that stress could just be emotional, psychological. But most of the time, yes, we all have emotional and physical or emotional and psychological stress. A lot of the time, it is going to be the food that you're putting into your body. Now, I know, like I said at the start of this conversation, I know a lot of your favorite foods are these foods. They're the fun foods. They're the pleasure foods. They're like, I'm going to a restaurant to celebrate a birthday or an engagement with my family. They are these foods. These foods, though, have so many negative factors within our body, including our sex hormones insulin-like growth factor, IGF, um, IgA, immune response, the whole lot, acne, everything, brain impairments. It, I think I've put forward 
a solid case for you to now consider maybe there's another way maybe i can still have fun and eat out and celebrate another way choosing a different option maybe i can bake maybe i can grill just don't burn maybe i can steam maybe i can air fry not amazing but it's still an option um better than the microwave but that's another rabbit hole maybe we can instead of having deep fried fries we could oven bake our fries and we could use some seasoning and maybe a bit of spray avocado oil to flavor them up um maybe instead of having burgers we could have tacos or we could make homemade burgers which are going to be super simple and minimal ingredients and you can bake burgers and they will turn out just as good or you can grill um maybe instead of chinese which Chinese takeaways are notorious for being greasy and fried and heavy on MSG. Maybe we could try like stir fry at home. Maybe steam some dumplings, do some homemade pho. My clients have a homemade pho recipe that they love. There's also a curry recipe that I give them that's low in lectins and they love that as well. Um, there's options. It doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. There is options, especially if you want to go out and celebrate. These foods, not only do they have the damaging effects that I've listed, they're obviously high in calories and ca calories play a huge part in health and weight loss, whether or not people want to admit it. They do. Everything counts and calories do count. Um, so when it comes to just looking at calories, people are concerned about their weight as they should be i agree people are concerned about their weight and these foods just eliminating these foods can take a huge chunk of calories out of your day and influence and regardless of what's being said about plus size models and what nowadays most people want to like what they see when they look in the mirror and they do want to be slim and have their clothes fitting well eliminating some of these high calorie foods can really make a difference there actually i'll wrap it up with this a lot of my clients who lose a lot of weight they always tell me and start to ask about loose skin saying they're concerned that if they continue to lose weight their skin's not going to bounce back or they're going to have a lot of loose skin part of what's going to affect how your skin regenerates and bounces back are greasy and fatty foods and because the systemic inflammatory response they impair cellular energy and healing and regeneration but also you're they're almost stealing your body of the good nutrients because those good nutrients now have to be partitioned off to keeping you alive and helping your liver function and your heart function um this is a big player it is a big player but not to go down that rabbit hole. I have a podcast on loose skin if you want to take a listen to that. So again, I hope I've convinced you. I think I've put forward a solid case on why you should eliminate greasy foods or start making way better choices. I know it's hard to do full eliminations, but start to limit, start to reduce, start to be more aware and proactive with your choices. I can promise you, my friends, you are going to notice a big difference in your health 
you really are in all the different health biomarkers. I'm going to leave it at that. We're at 40 minutes, a little bit of a longer conversation here, but I really hope you found it beneficial. Please share with anybody you feel would benefit from this information. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. I hope you guys have a great day, a great week, and I will chat to you all real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.